Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. people <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> peepaw giggle brain <laughs> i don't even know what my last name is that's chat. me i just know it's oprah i forget i posted in our should i explain yeah explain away i posted in our group chat the chart from Oh, I should post it to the Instagram so everybody can look at it. Yeah, it's fun. It's the chart from one of the Captain Underpants books Mm -hmm. where a guy named Professor Poopy Pants takes over like the town and he makes everybody change their name. Mm -hmm. And so there's a chart and it's like, look at the first initial of your first name. That's your new first name. And then then you get like a compound last name based on the first letter and the last letter of your name. So... Yeah, so now that's all of our nicknames in our group chat because yeah. we're adults. And yes. anytime anybody <laughs> posts one of those little goofy things about, oh, get your 90s hip hop name yep. using your real name, yeah, we all we're have to all do it. it. Yeah. And go buy it. Isn't that why you have a, a group, group chat? chat? Yeah. Yeah. Have goofy nicknames. I think that's the whole point. Yeah. My name's Oprah something. <sighs> Banana Fanny? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Banana Fanny. Oprah Banana Fanny. Mm -hmm. And mine was Loopy Giggle Brain, but then somebody accidentally called me Peepaw. (laughs) So now you're Peepaw. And now I'm Peepaw Giggle Brain. Because that's another, like, group chat staple. If somebody puts a typo in there, you're like, get (laughs) them. There's nothing funnier than your friend making a tiny typo. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Typo in the chat. That's, it's like that forever. Yep. Classic. Comp. I feel like I had a funny story to tell you. Oh, good. And I've forgotten it. Uh-oh. Cancel the podcast. Well, it is March. We're yeah. not allowed to tell funny stories That's right true. now anyway. Can I tell sad stories? The funniest thing we were allowed to talk about today. <laughs> it's just sad from here on out. Sadness only. Yeah. You asked for this. Actually, you didn't. <laughs> we decided. <laughs> but you keep listening. So. It's the third annual March Sadness. Woo-hoo! Sadness, sadness, sadness. <laughs> sadness. It is the third one. I know. Isn't that wild? Yes. It is. Somebody, I was telling somebody about it the other day. And they were like, oh, what movies have you done? And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so many. Yep. But also, yeah, we've done two March Sadnesses. Yeah. Done so many sad movies. I know. This is sad movie number nine. Yeah. And it feels, it doesn't feel like the first March Sadness was that long ago. I very distinctly remember crying on the podcast. (laughs) Yep. Well, oh, (laughs) 
No, it wasn't that. It wasn't a funny thing. It was an exciting thing. This oh. is the third March Sadness. It's also our 100th episode. Oh, yeah. That was what I was going to talk about. Not necessarily to you. You already knew that. But yeah, to the rest of you who also know because there's numbers on every episode. That's but true. I just wanted to acknowledge that. It's very exciting that this is it episode is number 100. Exciting. Yeah. You. Yeah. We actually have a package. Oh. What from is our it? friend. I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. I oh. like cut the tape, but I haven't looked inside of it. It's from our friend Abby. Oh. Because we've done 100 episodes. Oh. So we can open it. Okay. My hands are in the blanket. I yeah, can't I got move. You all bundled up. I'm bundled. I cannot. Because it's cold in here. Can't unbundle. This <gasps> is 100. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> it says, happy 100 episodes. Not counting all the bonus ones. Here are some cookies to help you celebrate. Cheers, your number one fan. Oh. Cookies are made of plant-based butter, eggs from the farm I work at, Aww. and vegan-friendly chocolate. Cute. That's so cute. Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a little box full of cookies. Thank you, Abby. From our friend Abby, our number one fan. Yes. Abby is our number one fan. All y'all need to get on it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if you feel offended by someone else being called the number one fan, that means you're not working hard enough. Yep. And so. if you feel like I'm talking about you, I am. <laughs> What is this church? <laughs> Does anyone feel guilty yet? Yeah, if you're feeling guilty, good. <laughs> good. Put some money in the offering plate. Yeah, mail us something. The Patreon offering plate, that I is. Dare you. Anyway, that's so nice. It is nice. So kind. Thank you, Abby, for our cookies. I'm going to eat them. <gasps> I would eat one now, but A, I can't eat while I talk. <laughs> nobody wants anybody to would you. enjoy that <laughs> but b i just ate so many treats today yeah you looked like you were having a lovely time i did hot toes and i went to a local bakery that does tea service and they did a vegan one today that's so cute and so we each got a whole pot of tea yeah to ourselves we got to choose what flavor we wanted they what had the did you whole get? list i just got english breakfast tea yeah hot toes got apple spice nice which she said tasted like big red which I thought was funny. Yeah, it does a little. <laughs> I have some of that. I yeah. like it, but only in the winter months. Yeah. Well, it was very cold today, so it worked. Yeah, but it doesn't, you know, it's not, it's a very Christmassy, like fall Christmassy yeah. flavor, which is not. I am ushering in spring. No. <laughs> with the trying. things that I do. And but that is not. We also got three tiers of treats. And they were so good. And, the, and little sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even eat them all. Oh, I want to become a tea person. Yeah. I mean, I drink tea sometimes, but I don't have like a cute, fancy teapot. Yeah, me I can get one. I just have the electric kettle. Yeah, same. That I just pour into a coffee cup. Well, I made myself a London fog today and burnt my tongue, so. Oh, no. Yay, tea. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing such a good job talking. Thank you. You're so brave. <laughs> I feel really You're brave. You're so strong. No. Our hundredth episode, fighting through the pain. It's for you guys that I do this. <laughs> oh, people! <laughs> <laughs> well, happy one hundredth episode. What happy one hundredth episode. What happy, wonderful thing you. are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about Bambi, but not the movie. Oh. We're going to talk about the book. What is this? A book podcast? Bambi: A Life in the Woods. Yeah, it. Uh... Is not for kids, I hear. It's not for kids. Yeah. No. It at first, like, I don't know, the language is fairly simple. Yeah. I, I kinda struggled to find 
an actual it's written in german yeah by an austrian guy this article that i have pulled up said that the original didn't actually become available in english until last year and this article is written in 2022 what so well i don't know where they're getting their information because wikipedia says simon and schuster published the first english edition in 1928 this says until now, English language readers had to rely on the Chambers translation, which, thanks to a controversial copyright ruling, had only been available for, had been the only one available for almost a century. Oh, okay. This year, however, Bambi: A Life in the Woods has entered the public domain, and the Chambers version has been joined by a new one. The original Bambi: The Story of a Life in the Forest, translated by Jack Zipes. Okay, I wonder which one I read, because well, I. I listened to an audiobook that was only 51 minutes long. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I'm not getting the full all yeah. of it. And then I found a copy of it at the library, mm. but it was also a children's book. Really big words. Lovely pictures. Yeah. It, you know, very much boiled down, abridged. So I was like, no, I want the whole thing. So I did find actually the Project Gutenberg ebook online. Yeah which is translated by a guy named David Wiley. So it's not the Chambers version. Okay, cool. So, I mean, I don't know, you know. I don't either. That's just what the New Yorker says. Yeah. What do they know? But this, yeah, it does say copyright 2020. So yeah. it's, it's very interesting. The like copyright laws and stuff and public domain. Mickey Mouse should be in the public domain, I think, in 25. 2025? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is because of Disney mm -hmm. that things, that public domain and like, copyright laws keep getting pushed back because oh. they don't want mickey mouse to be in the public domain oh. it was like 25 years and they were like no no and they like lobbied to change the laws and then it yeah. was 50 and then they keep pushing it back because they don't want huh they don't want that winnie the pooh is in public domain now oh though. yeah cute yeah i don't think i don't know if it's disney's version or just the original like a.a a. milne mm -hmm. but yeah so a lot of those really old disney things are are becoming public. Yeah, because like the Disney Corporation turns a hundred this year. Oh. And yeah, Mickey Mouse any day now. But Migration. they will probably at least try to do something to change the laws yet again. Did you know that Mickey for Mouse that very reason? And I have the same birthday. I did not know that. Yeah, he was first drawn, first invented on November eighteenth. I don't remember what year. Yeah. Well Isn't that nice? It is nice. But so then yeah, I read this this version of it, which is 25 chapters, but it's really not very long. Only took me about two hours to read it. Yeah. And at first I was just kind of like, okay, I could see reading this to a child. Yeah. It might be a little bit above their heads, but, you know, my mom read The Hobbit to me when I was young. And like, sure. maybe I missed some things, but mm -hmm. you'd get most of it. You'd understand it. It's a little yeah. wordy, but that's fine. And then uh, people start dying. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And it's no longer... No longer uh, children appropriate. Yes. Because, I mean, like, you know, kids can handle death, but this is... Murder? And and graphic. Intrigue? Yeah. <laughs> Intrigue. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. So it gets it gets pretty graphic. Yeah. Um, But not, not for a little while. Let's hear all about how dark Bambi actually is. Because it's March Sadness, and the yeah. movie is not sad enough. <laughs> for us we need That's to true. dig deeper we yeah. need to dig darker okay well so it starts Hurt out my feelings uh, i'll try it starts out with bambi being born and it's so very cute yeah they're in this little thicket 
completely surrounded by foliage so they're it's like nice and safe and it just talks about how bambi's mom who never gets a name which i think is rude mom is talking to it's just always bambi's mother is talking to a magpie who will not stop talking to her yeah it's she's my favorite character i think at least at the beginning i was like if i met this character in real life i would be so annoyed but in the (laughs) book she's wonderful she just keeps talking yeah and bambi's mom is like i'm really sorry like i'm not i just just had a baby yeah just gave you can see it yeah so i'm not really up to talking and the magpie's like oh my gosh i'm not gonna keep you i'm so busy and then she keeps talking for another like entire (laughs) paragraph and then bambi's mom's like i was not listening she's like well fine and leaves that happens to me so often (laughs) i mean and i do it too i'll be like oh gotta go oh by the way yeah oh yeah yeah we all do it and you know sometimes you start a podcast because you can't stop talking (laughs) it's true um, but then it, it goes on, talks about just the forest and all these, all the birds that are singing and the sounds and the smells of the forest, but how Bambi doesn't, he's not getting any of those things. All he knows is that his mom is warm and she's licking him all over and keeps calling him Bambi. And Aww. it's really cute. Very the, sweet. The tiny Bambino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets a little older and he just is incessantly asking questions. Hmm. You know, where did this path come from? Who owns it? We own it? Oh, all the deer. What's a deer? Oh, You and I are deer? Like, just keep asking all these That'll questions. That'll get you kicked out of first grade. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right here. Bambi's mom says, you're obnoxious. <laughs> no, she's very happy to answer all of the questions. Cute. Uh, and then... Relatedly, at the tea that we went to today, there was a mother and daughter, and they were playing a little board game. And the mom was so sweet, and I just love when parents are nice to their kids and answer all their questions. Yeah. And they were playing a, a board game, and the girl would do something wrong, and the mom was like, oh, no, it's like this, but that's okay. You're doing such a good job. Yeah. And I was like... That's so nice to I hear. Know. Like, I, it's just... I feel like I just never hear... Like, parents in public are always frazzled. Yes. So it's nice. And it's also nice that this book has a, a good uh example of that yeah 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 she just answers all of bambi's questions a couple there are a couple of questions where he'll ask her and she's like you're not old enough to understand that yet yeah i'll tell you later you yeah. know but um so then in in chapter two is when she takes him to the meadow and i was like already like well i'm sad <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> because she she's like the meadow is a really wonderful place but it's also very very dangerous because Mm. there are no trees we're just out in the open yeah and so she's like we can go but you have to listen to me very carefully and if i tell you to come to my side it's not a joke like yeah immediately without question you need to do it and he's just like they're just standing at the edge of this meadow and he's like i don't know if i want to go like this yeah you've made this sound very scary and she says um you know she says if i tell you to run just run back into the forest and I'll find you later. Aww. And then she says, whatever happens, run, run, run as fast as you can run. Even if something happens, even if you see, if you see me fall to the ground, don't pay any attention to me. Understand whatever you see or hear, just keep going without delay. And as fast as you can, do you promise me that baby's just like, yeah, should like, we go? Then? Okay. We can go to the meadow then. <laughs> but then they get out onto the meadow and he is just like, 
he's, he talks about how he's so excited that he's jumping straight up in the air and he can't stop. He's like, it's like I was being yanked up into the air. I just had to jump. I was so excited. Yeah. And he's meeting like a grasshopper and the butterfly Aww. and telling everything how beautiful they are and how wonderful it is. And like, he tells the butterfly, you're as beautiful as a flower. And the butterfly's like, uh, butterflies are way prettier than flowers. Thank you very much. <laughs> he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to insult you. I just was, I don't know. I know. I'm new here. <laughs> as you can see, I'm very small. I was just born. It's very this you can see where even though he doesn't meet a rabbit or mm. a skunk. Yeah. You can see where they pulled that from like he's like, "Mom, that piece of grass just jumped into the air." And she's like, "Oh, that's a grasshopper." Yeah. And he's like, "That flower just flew away." And she's like, "Well, that's a butterfly." Right. So, you know, that kind of thing where like like these are the things that I know and then you have to expand on that. Right. That's a dog. No, it's a cat. And it's like, "Well, it has four legs and it's fuzzy and a tail." Right, everything like that is a cat. Yeah. So then one day they go out to the meadow and they meet another deer. And Bambi's mom is like, this is my cousin, Ina. And these are her two children, Gobo and Falline. Mm -hmm. And so they start playing and they become best friends. And so Bambi and Gobo and Falline are just running around playing with each other. Cute. Super cute. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> he does such a good job of ex of describing that way that like children meet and are just kind of like awkward yeah. at first. And yeah. then one of them's just like... Well, here's a thing. And they're like, yeah. And then they're friends now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is really cute. And Do you want to see my rock? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And then that's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> that's how I make friends, too. Mm -hmm. And so Bambi's mom and Ina talk about how, like, how cool it is that Ina has two babies and, oh yeah, you know, all this stuff. And then Bambi and Pauline are all talking about, like, and Gobo are all talking about the things that they've learned. And Gobo's like, well, I got poked by a hedgehog, you know, just all these little things that they've learned. Being alive and being in the woods. But they, none of them can figure out the danger that their moms are talking about. They keep talking about the danger, but they won't tell us what it is. Right. They're just saying that there's a danger. Do you know? And they're all like, nope, I don't know either. Sounds bad. Yep. And then they see some princes, which are adult male deer mm -hmm. who do not associate with anybody else. Ooh, they're too fancy. Mm-hmm. And Bambi's mom is like, those are your fathers. <laughs> It's just a it's a really weird way to put it. They call all the deer like the male deer princes. Yeah. And they're like, they just say, those are your fathers. But they're not really sure like which one. Yeah. It's like one of those. It had to be one of them. It's your dad. Yeah. It's the only option. <laughs> yeah. So then Bambi gets a little older and, you know, just learns about the woods. Starts to be awake at night more. Hanging out with the other deer. And then he starts like waking up and his mom's not there. Yeah. Or she'll wander off and not, like, pay attention to whether or not he's behind her. And mm. he's like, Mom. And she just kind of, she just wanders off. And because he finds he's getting older. He's getting older. And it's also, like, deer mating season. Oh. Because he finds Pauline and Gobo. And they can't find their mom either. Oh. And they're like, where are our moms? And Pauline's like, I think they're with our fathers. And they're all like, oh. They're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And then Bambi is wandering alone by himself at one point. So he's he's wandering around in the woods and he sees a, a human. Oh. And he's just like, I have no idea what that is. So he starts like walking up to him and the human shoots at him. Oh, shit. And misses. And his mom like just runs past him and is like, Bambi, run with me. And they go running away. And she's like, did you see that? That was him, which is oh. just what they call humans. Oh. Like him. him or he. Yeah. For the rest of this. Oh. I know. So then a little while later, he's wandering around and a, he's like calling for his mom because he's tired of being alone and a big old, like really old deer man, deer, male deer walks up to him and is like, 
who what are you crying about and he's like i can't find my mom and he's like can't you just be by yourself and baby's like sorry so I really mean, mean to him i guess <laughs> it's like can't you be alone and he's like i mean i can okay so then he starts feeling bad about it and um Faline tells him like that was the old like that's the elder he's the oldest deer in the whole woods like everybody thought he was dead but like it's so cool that you saw him and yeah so he learns all this stuff he's just very alone yeah <laughs> he really is so then Bambi is like, well, I want to impress him. So he start anytime he's wandering, he's like, thinks about calling for his mom. He's like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to say anything because I want like the elder prince to like find me and be like, hey, Impressed. look at you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not crying for anybody anymore. I'm an adult, dear. Not really. Yeah. No, he's still baby. And then let's see. Where are we? Now we're in chapter eight. Bambi and his mom are about to go into the thicket and they see one of the male deer get shot. And so they all have to run back into the woods. But Bambi sees this happen and sees like his shoulder get torn open and him just like lying dead on the ground. And his mom's like, that was him. That's what he can do. Yeah. That's why he's dangerous. Yeah. So we have to stay away from him. Gross. It is. And it's really sad. Um... And then he runs into the elder prince again and he's like, hey, didn't I see you before and you were crying about your mom not being around here? And Baby's like, yeah. And he's like, but you're not doing it now. And Baby's like, no, I'm older and smarter and wiser now. Yeah. And he's like, okay, all right. I want you to think I'm cool. Good for you. Yeah, because Bambi's like, you told me to stop doing it. So I stopped doing it. And he's like, cool. <laughs> and then uh, cool. he tries to ask the prince, like, who is he? Like, what is, you know, yeah. tell me about him. But the prince says, listen for yourself, smell for yourself, watch for yourself, learn for yourself. Farewell. And baby's like, oh, man, he just walked off. And he's like, wait, he said farewell. He's not mad at me. Hell yeah. And he just like chalks it up to a positive encounter. A fucking fortune cookie of a deer. Yep. Chapter nine is entirely unnecessary and really sad. Oh, no. (laughs) Because it's just about two leaves. There's, like, this huge oak tree that, like, a bunch of animals live in. Yeah. And on this one branch, there's just two leaves left, and they're sitting there talking to each other. The leaves? Yeah. Oh. And they're like, things ain't like they used to be. And the other one's like, they ain't. There were so many of us last night. We're just about the only ones left on this here branch. Damn. And they just talk about, like, you know, they can't figure it out. And he's like, do you think it's really true that after we fall, other leaves will come and take our place? And the other guy's like, yeah, I mean, I, of course it's true. We don't know how it works, but that's how it goes. And he's like, well, what happens when we fall? He's like, we sink way down there to the ground. And he's like, what's down there? And they're oh. like, nobody knows. Oh. <laughs> it's just Damn. like this really existential conversation. Between two leaves? Yeah. The first leaf said tenderly to the other, don't get yourself all upset about it. Here, you're shivering. Look. Oh. The second one says, don't bother about that. Anything makes me shiver these days. You just don't feel properly attached to where you are, do you? Oh. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and the one is, the first one tries to be like, hey, let's just think about nice things about how it used to be warm and beautiful and sunny and everything was great. And the second one's like, no, the nights are horrible now. And he's just like, but we've lived so much longer than the others. <laughs> God. And then it ends, the first leaf is like, no, you're still so beautiful. I mean, I'm all ugly and yellow, but you're still beautiful. He says, it's true what I'm telling you. You're as lovely as you were on the very first day. Might be a few yellow stripes here and there, but not so as you'd notice. And they just make you look all the lovelier, honest. 
And the second leaf says, thank you. I'm not sure I believe you. Well, not everything, but thank you for it. You are so good to me. You always have been. It's only now that I'm starting to understand how good you've always been to me. Oh, "Oh, stop it now, said the first and became silent himself. He could not talk anymore because he was upset. Now they were both silent. The hours passed. A damp wind blew cold and hostile through the treetops. Oh, now, said the second leaf. I, his voice broke off. He was gently removed from his place and fluttered down to the earth. Winter had come. I was just like, why am oh. I sad about leaves? No. That's <laughs> so sad. sad all these animals. And now I'm just thinking about it's going to be winter. And I'm going to look up these two last leaves on a tree. and will be like, they're best friends. and They're talking to each other. What the fuck? It's like, what is this guy's problem? This is really terrible. So then the next chapter is back to being about Bambi again. He's talking about how it's really cold out and it's hard to get food. But they're like, but mating season is over. So like the princes aren't about because they're talking about, you know, you could hear them off in the woods fighting with each other and like yeah. crashing into each other. And their moms are always missing. Yeah. But so he was like, you just had to like stay out of their way, basically. So he was like, just keep your head down, find some food. But now he's like really looking around being like, man, everything is uh, fucking cold and gross and wet. But the nice thing is about the leaves on the ground because nothing can sneak up on you true so that's nice and at first he's like man snow is cool but then after a while he's like i am freezing yeah i know that feeling yeah (laughs) and so it talks about how like now all the female deers and their babies tend to hang out more so he's like that part's nice at least because i get to see a lot of other deers they meet this old deer who can't have babies anymore her name is mrs netla which i'm like who is she married to (laughs) mr netla i guess yeah it's just funny that like in trying to give her this matriarchal role they're like well she has to be a married lady a missus yeah she's a missus and he meets a prince named rano and another prince named karis and they all just kind of hang out having a good time and rano we learn walks with a limp because he got shot Mm. in the leg by a hunter but he's okay now rude and mrs netla is like children are terrible i hate them (laughs) i'm so glad i don't have to have kids anymore but she hangs out with them all the time and she just like is really nice to them but she's like ugh, children gross and they're while they're all standing around talking they're like what what how does he cause us so much pain he's got Mm. this extra leg and they're like no he throws his hand Oh. That's what it is. He throws his hand at us and that's what hurts. And Ron was like, no, he must be throwing teeth and you die because he bites you. Oh, I know. And it's just this really weird. Yeah, because they can't, you know, understand guns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then we reach chapter 11, which is the point where I was like, oh, not for children. Yeah. You know, the one deer getting shot. I was like, well, that's unfortunate. But yeah, chapter 11 is just a fucking horror movie. Great. because they're all standing around talking and then rano is like something is wrong Mm. like i don't know what it is but can you guys not tell that something is wrong and they're all like yeah i guess so he starts freaking out and then they start listening to the birds and the birds are freaking out and so they're like no we should just stay here and you know see if we can figure out what's happening but once they figure out what's happening it's that they're being like surrounded by men oh and so they don't know which way to go yeah and bambi's mom 
keeps being like, we have to walk really slowly. Like, I know it seems like you just want to bolt, but listen to me and just walk with me and it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So we have to get across the meadow into the woods. Oh. But we have to, you know, like. A scary meadow. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the deer says, there are many of us who are going to die very soon. I might be one of them. It's like, oh, okay, great. Wow. That's great. And then, like, the pheasants are all trying to run away. And this one pheasant at the beginning, like, at the front of the group is like, stay low. You know, stay. Don't try and fly away because that's when we're vulnerable. And he's like, yeah. run, stay low, run, stay low. And he, but he, like, is working himself up into a frenzy and then just jumps into the air and tries uh, to fly away and gets shot. Uh. And then all the other friends are like, ah, fuck. <laughs> they start like trying to fly off and they all start getting shot. God, hunting is fucking brutal. It's really awful. Like, uh, it's just so gross. So he talks about Bambi seeing the pheasant falling. And then once that starts happening, nobody can, you know, stay calm. Yeah. But Bambi's mom is like, just look at me. Stay right behind me. We've got to get out of here, but we have to go slowly. And... So they do, they're walking, and, like, the other deer are kind of freaking out, but she's like, oh, their friend, they have, one of their friends is a hare. Yeah. They call him our friend, the hare, every time. He gets shot. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, And then his mom is like, okay, you know, let's run now. And so she starts running, and he's running right after her, and then he's like, I can't even see. He's, like, so blinded by, you know, fear and panic or whatever that he can't even see. It's his, uh... It seemed to him that he saw his mother fall, although he did not know whether she really had done. And then he gets into the woods and he's still running. But then he... Oh, my God. Okay. This is the part where I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Verbatim. Over here, called somebody in a broken voice. Bambi had no choice but to follow it and immediately found himself in a place where he could walk. But in front of him, somebody was struggling to get to her feet. It was the hare's wife. It was her who had called. Do you think you could give me a little help? She said. Bambi looked at her and was shocked. Her rear legs dragged lifeless through the snow, which was red and beginning to melt from the warm blood that dropped from her. She said once again, Do you think you could give me a little help? She spoke as if she were perfectly all right, relaxed, and almost gay. I don't know what's happened to me, she continued. It's certainly not anything important. But at the moment, I can't walk. As she spoke, she sank down onto her side, and she was dead. Ugh! She's like... Just this little little rabbit just dragging its legs behind it, being like, hey, something's happening. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to bother you, you know. Right? It's okay if you're busy. It's fine if not. And then immediately after that, so he starts running again. Immediately after that, he hears somebody calling out his name and he goes to find them. And it's Gobo, who's just laying in the snow. And Bambi's like, you got to get up and you got to run. But Gobo, because he's like one of two yeah it's like always been a little weaker yeah and he's like i can't like i'm so tired i literally can't go i just wanted to say goodbye to you because you're my cousin and i love you oh shit um he's like you know my mom and Faline stayed as long as they could but they had to go they can't just yeah. stand here so he's like they just had to leave me here and you have to go too but he's like no come with me you know you've been resting long enough and he's like no just leave it i can't stand up i wish i could come with you but i'm just too weak what's going to happen to the What's going to happen to you then? Bambi persisted. I don't know. I expect I'll die, said Gobo simply. Jesus. So, and then Karis comes running by and it's just like, literally, if you can run, run. And Bambi's like, gotta go and starts running off. It's like, bye, Gobo. And just leaves him there. It's really sad. And then they all finally like 
he says he ran until it was evening and everything's like kind of calming down and they're like gathering back up together and ron i was like yeah i saw the fox got shot and he was dying and it was awful oh and bambi's asking everyone if they've seen his mom and everybody's like nope mm. i haven't seen her and then so Faline and bambi find mrs netla and she's like oh great I thought I didn't have to put up with kids anymore, but now I got these kids to look out for. But she's like really happy to see them and yeah. is taking care of them and making them feel better and taking them around and like not even eating herself. But she's like, you guys got to eat this. You know, you eat here. Here's yeah. some food for you and finding all these things. But then the whole time saying, this is so stupid. Children are so much trouble. <laughs> but then they find their aunt Ina. So Faline is really excited to see her mom. But then she's talking about how sad she is because she can't find Gobo anywhere. Mm. I've been to his sleeping place out there in the snow where he collapsed. It was empty. He's gone. My poor little Gobo. Mm. And then Mrs. Netla is like, well, go look where he was and see if there are any tracks showing, you know, where he went. And Ina's like, well, his tracks were nowhere to be found, but he left lots of tracks. Mm. And then Bambi's like, hey, have any of you seen my mom? And Aunt Ina says no. And then it just says Bambi was never to see his mother again. What? And that's that you just never see her again she's probably fine <laughs> she just was like well thank god i could go she's like it's my chance lady again yeah it's my chance i'm gonna go south for the winter i'm fucking cold yeah nope he just never sees his mom again which i'm like how do you just i i can't decide what's worse that he like that's it and yeah. there's like he just never sees her again yeah or like a land before time style where he has like, to watch her die getting to say goodbye yeah. but yeah like having to watch her die and then yeah <sighs> probably the not knowing i feel yeah. like the not knowing would be worse yeah you just keep looking for her everywhere yep yeah thinking that there's a chance mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway so we're like halfway through the story now. jesus <laughs> So the meadow starts to get nicer and Bambi's looking around and he's sad because his mom is gone, but he's getting older and he has horns now, which is very exciting. Oh, antlers, I guess. Yeah. He's very excited about his antlers. And there's a little squirrel who's just like, those are the nightless, nicest antlers I've ever seen. And Bambi's like, really? He's like, yeah, no, seriously, I mean it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. I know. And then a woodpecker is like, because he's like smacking his antlers on a tree to get like the soft velvet off of them yeah and the woodpecker's like you are doing that all wrong oh and bambi's like what what do you mean he's like you need a bigger tree that's where the beetles live and then he flies over to a tree and like shows him oh. <laughs> the like he's not trying to get beetles stupid he's not hungry yeah but it's just so cute like that these is cute creatures who are like what are you doing i'll show you yeah. and they're like completely misunderstanding each other i don't eat beetles right <laughs> no thank you the squirrel's just like, oh, you're just so beautiful. I love you so much. <laughs> Zoe's wandering around talking about how much he misses his mom Aww. and also Gobo. Yeah. So that's sad. And he's just kind of mostly alone. And then he starts to feel like he's just kind of like, man, I just want to fight somebody. <laughs> Anybody. Like, yeah. who's there? I'll fight him. Who's yeah. that? I'm going to fight him. And then so he hears a deer teenage aggression yeah yeah he hears a deer like walking through the woods and he's like "Ooh, i'm gonna get him he like (laughs) charges at them and it's the elder and the elder's like really bro because he just sidesteps him very easily and the baby's like oh shit he's like well come at me again and baby's like no (laughs) i thought you were someone else (laughs) sorry thought you were smaller but he just says i haven't seen you for a long time you've grown big and strong baby's like oh thanks oh and then he wanders off and baby just stands there for like forever but then he sees Falline 
And he's like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful now. And she's like, what? You remember me? And so then they talk for a long time about growing up together and like all the things they remember. Do you remember when we did this? And he's like, yeah, of course I do. And they're having such a lovely time. And then Bambi's like, uh, I think I love you. And Pauline's like, well, maybe I love you. I don't know. And then he has to fight Rano about it. <laughs> Wait, isn't <laughs> like, his cousin? Yeah, it's his mom's cousin's kid. So they're oh. like second cousins. Yeah, well, and they're dear. It's fine. right. I know, because in some translations, I think it's a sister. Oh. Which I was like, that's too closely related. Yeah. But they're a little deer. more removed. <laughs> yeah, for dear. Yeah. But so he kind of actually... Well, first he runs in to Karis, and Karis is like, you have to leave Falling alone. And Bambi's like, nope, we're fighting now. So then <laughs> they fight about it, and Karis is like, gets his ass kicked and runs off. Good and job, then, Bambi. Yeah. And then Rano shows up and is like, oh, little Bambi, hello. And Bambi's like, you leave Falling alone, because she's mine. And Rano's like, that's ridiculous. You're just a little baby. Oh. And they kind of like go back and forth where Bambi's like, listen, you're my friend, and I really respect you. You know, when I was a tiny baby, I really looked up to you. Yeah. And I don't want to hurt you. But I'm also crazy full of aggression because it's deer mating season mm. and I want to mate with Pauline and I will kill anybody who's anywhere. And Rana was like, dude, I'm not scared of you. Like, I can take you. I'm so much bigger than you are. You're just a little baby. And baby's like, I am asking you very nicely to leave. I don't. Because want- I cannot control myself. I don't want to hurt you. Um, And Rana's like. Maybe you've forgotten how many times I've pushed you around. Like, come on. And so then they fight. And Rano says, please, just stop. You know I walk with a limp. I was only making a joke. Spare me. Don't you understand a joke? And I'm like, this deer really pulled the, like, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Like, oh, my him. God. He just kept taunting him and pushing him and pushing him. I was like, Bambi, I have a limp. Why are you doing <laughs> this to me? I thought we were friends. Right. I, I said that. So... Bambi wins again, and Rano leaves them alone. And then Pauline and Bambi just hang out. Oh, do they hang out? Yes. The two of them went on their way together, and they were very happy. And Pauline says, I love you. And then they boned. Deer boned. Shrug emoji. It uh, just kind of <laughs> skips over that, which is nice. I don't want to hear about deer's boning. I can't imagine it takes very long. Probably just be like, and then they did. Yeah. <laughs> just one <laughs> sentence. Yeah. That's true. Oh, there's this little exchange. I guess it's some elk or maybe moose. Hmm. They see when Bambi's younger and he's hanging out with his mom, they come across these bigger like animals that kind of look like them. But his mom just starts freaking out. Oh. And he's like, why are you screaming? And she's like, I don't know, but I have to do it every time. They just scare the shit out of me. (laughs) And it's just these like, I guess moose. It it just says stag, which is also like a male deer. So I don't know. But it's like. Bambi's like, can tell that they're relatives of theirs, but he's like, the one, the male had a whole tree on top of his head, which mm. leads me to believe that it's moose. Yeah. But his mom's just like, ah, 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 the whole time. And he's like, okay. Can you imagine anytime you saw a person taller than you? He <laughs> was like, ah! This podcast would be nothing. It would just be me screaming yeah. and being like, calm down. <laughs> Bucket Snake is so tall. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yelling. So then later, Pauline and Bambi are walking around and Pauline sees one of these creatures and she's like, ah, I don't know why I have to scream, but I do. And he's like, you are being ridiculous. I'm yeah. going to go talk to him. And Pauline's like, nope, can't handle it. And she runs off. But so Bambi walks up to him and there's the most ridiculous exchange where Bambi is like admiring this creature. And he's like, once he gets up to him, he's like, oh, God, he's so big. 
and he looks so like regal and noble and beautiful and like i want to talk to him but what am i supposed to say I'm to this so guy small yeah he's like yeah. what would i have said good morning my name is bambi may i ask what your name is sir and he's like imagining this conversation going really well but he can't say anything to him yeah and the moose or whatever is <laughs> says he stood there in indig- indignant majesty bambi was alarmed and felt humiliated and he's like god he's so haughty he won't even look at me like he glances at me and then looks away and he won't speak to me like bambi so bambi at first is like this guy's so beautiful and he's like yeah. what the fuck is this guy's problem <laughs> and he's not said anything they're just standing there staring at each other so the moose is assuming that bambi is like stuck up well <laughs> so then we get the moose's thoughts it says the stag looked at him and thought he is charming truly delightful so good looking and elegant so fine in all his movements, but I'd better not stare at him like this. That would really not be proper, and I might even embarrass him. And he looked away from Bambi and went back to gazing into the distance. That <laughs> haughty look, Bambi decided. It's unbearable oh. the way he puffs himself up. Oh my god. The stag thought, I'd like to talk with him. He seems so likable. It's so stupid the way that people never talk to each other. And he continued to occupy himself with gazing thoughtfully into the distance. <laughs> I'm just like the air for him, said Bambi. And I was like, this was just me in high school. Where I was like, I would really love to be friends with that person, but I'm too shy. And everybody in high school thought I was stuck up. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I literally don't know how to talk to other human beings. Yeah, I'm not stuck up. I'm scared. And it's just the whole time where they're both just looking at each other like, man, I really want to be this guy's friend. Yeah. But better, he's too cool for me. Better not look at him. Yep. And then they walk away and having said nothing to each other. <laughs> they tried. They sure did. So then in chapter 15, something very scary happens oh. where Bambi wakes up and he hears Falling calling to him. And so he goes to try and find her. Yeah. And on the way, he runs into the elder prince and the elder prince is like, stop, that's not Falling. Yeah. And Bambi's like, I'm pretty sure that it is. Like, I, I, I know, know what her. she sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I can hear her. And if you're not going to get out of my way, then we might have to fight. And the elder prince is like, okay, come with me. But do not walk ahead of me. Yeah. I will show you. I'll take you to her. If that's falling, no hard feelings. But let me show you something. And so they're, you know, Bambi's like, well, okay, I'm going crazy with like horny deer emotions. <laughs> but um, I trust you. You know, you're the oldest deer in this woods. So horny deer emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so they walk towards the sound and Bambi's like, why is this guy going so slow? <laughs> but they finally get there and they find it's a hunter with like a deer call. Oh, and Bambi's like, what the fuck? This is so fucked up. Yeah, how are you going to trick me? Right? And the Elder Prince is like, see? Yeah, don't follow your dick anywhere. Yep. It's dangerous. I know. So they run away. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And for a second, Bambi's like, he saved my life. What should I say to him? And then he looks around and he's already gone. It's very Batman of him where he's like, hey, so, okay. Oh, you're, okay. So he goes and finds Falleen and he tells her, please, my love, don't call to me when we're apart. Never call to me again. We can look for each other until we find one another, but please don't call to me. Your voice is something I can't resist. Aw. It's like, man, it's a good thing he got that one-on-one lesson. Yeah. Or he would be dead. He'd be dead. I know. I like how in the beginning... The first time he saw the elder deer and then told his mom about it, she was like, oh, no one ever sees him. He's so old and we all thought he was dead. He's so mysterious. And now Bambi's seen him like five times. Yeah. (laughs) He keeps finding him and being like, hey, here's another little nugget of wisdom for you. Wait, is he just in his head? (gasps) Is he Elvis? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have been reading this wrong. It does say Elvis deer. Oh, the Elvis deer. deer. Oh, my God. I just imagined a deer wearing aviators and <laughs> having a slick back pompadour. I like you, baby. Always have. <laughs> always have. Thanks. Always will. <laughs> so then in the next chapter, Bambi and Falleen are wandering around and they see a deer. And he's kind of fat. Oh. And he's just standing kind of like in the meadow. But he doesn't, he's not like looking around. He's not. Yeah doesn't look cautious at all you know he's just kind of like hanging out mm. and they're like who is that so they go up to him and he's like oh hey guys it's me and they're like N- what he's like don't you recognize me it's me gobo oh and they're like what uh. and we learn that he did not die oh baby says aren't you dead <laughs> gobo laughed you can see can't you i think it's easy enough to see that i'm not dead i mean you don't know he's been talking to an imaginary elder deer <laughs> So they learned that Gobo has been living with him, that one of the hunters came across little baby Gobo in the snow and rather than killing him, scooped him up and took him home and he's been living in the barn. And Gobo's like, he's so wonderful. Like, he's so sweet and like kind to me and I can tell you all about it. And they're like, well, tell us. And he's like, can I go see my mom? And Pauline's like, yeah, she's still alive. I haven't seen her for a long time, but we could go find her. Yeah. And so they do and they take her... They take Gobo to see their mom. Oh. And she's so excited. She's just like kind of laying in the grass or in the, you know, underbrush. <laughs> yeah. The audience is not seeing <laughs> you just waving your arm around at the ground. You know. Down there. The <sighs> ground. In the underbrush. And it says Gobo made a few hesitant steps forward and gently called, Mother. As if snatched up by a thunderbolt, Ina was no longer lying down, but up on her feet and standing as if cemented into position. So they go up to each other and she's just like kissing him all over. And Bambi and Pauline just kind of like, like sneak off to just leave them alone. But it's just so cute. She washed him with her kisses just as she had done when she had given birth to him. That's so sweet. So then in the next chapter, Gobo is telling everybody about his adventures, basically. Mm. And they're all standing around listening. And he says, the dogs found me. And they're so scary. But, you know, the dogs obey him. And he called them off. And then he took me home. And, you know, they're my friend now. And I play with them. And they feed me. And his kids, you know, play with me and pet me. And I can just do whatever I want. And, 
even when it's raining, I'm dry. And even when it's cold, I'm warm. And everything is so wonderful. And, you know, he is just so wonderful. You think he's very nasty, but he's not nasty. And then the elder prince comes up and is listening a little bit. And everybody else, like, stops talking. But he just keeps going. But then the elder is like, what is that stripe on your neck? And he's like, oh, it's his collar. It's an honor to wear his collar. And the prince just says, you poor thing. And then wanders off. Oh, so he's wearing a collar. Yeah. Yeah. So then Marina turns up. That's the deer before that was like, a bunch of us are going to die. Maybe I'm one of them. Oh, yeah. She turns up and she's like, oh, boy, I love you so much. And so they start hanging out with each other a lot. Oh, she says, I love your necklace. Right. (laughs) Oh, he's got. It makes you look like a bad boy. He's got bling. Okay. So mysterious. All right. You're like a foreign exchange student. (laughs) Tell me all about it. You're like full of intrigue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So then Bambi is looking for the elder and he comes across an owl who is like, I don't know where he is. And Bambi's like, come on, man. You're an owl. You know everything about this forest. You're so wise and smart. And the owl's like, well, okay, but you didn't hear it from me. Why do you sound so much like the whitest kid sketch? Well. So the owl tells him where to go find him. And he does. Because Bambi's like, I want to know why you said what you said about Gobo. Why you said you know, you poor, you poor thing. thing. Yeah. And the elder's like, well, do you think I was wrong to say that? And Bambi's like, no, I agree. But I don't know why I agree. I just know that I do. Yeah. And the elder's like, it's enough that you agree with me. Like, that's, you'll figure it out. Mm. But it's good that you're, yeah. you know, that's how you feel. Yeah, that's your instinct. And then. Nobody wants to tell Bambi anything. Nope. <laughs> He's so very alone this whole time yeah and it makes me really sad and anytime like his he's mom, like oh what's this or what's that or i want to understand this people are like eh. yeah his mom at the beginning was very much like yeah would answer his questions but after that everybody's just kind of like eh, don't bother me yeah you'll figure it out or you won't you'll die yeah so then they're gonna go to the go was like i want to go to the meadow and bambi's like all right well we got to go check it out but then he's like no the birds are saying that it's a bad idea you know they're mm. saying he's here and it's dangerous yeah and go was like well he's my friend i'm not afraid of him and so then he's like, well, let's, I don't know why, but Bambi says, why don't we send Marina out there real quick and see what happens? But I guess because Marina's like a little more cautious, she like kind of wanders out and then she sees him and she runs back. Yeah. And Gobo's like, well, he's my friend. He's not going to do anything to me. Yeah. And so Gobo, Gobo just starts walking towards the man and the man shoots him. <laughs> And then Gobo dies. Oh, damn. Yep. He like runs back into the woods and then. Gobo's just like laying there dying and he says Marina he didn't recognize me oh I know and then the man comes and kills him so that's great is it better to imagine it's better to imagine that it's a different man right yeah not that it's the one who like saved him uh yeah oh it's better to imagine that because it doesn't I don't know Gobo just says he didn't recognize me but they call all of the men right yeah so maybe he doesn't recognize Different men, you know, can't differentiate them We either. do all look the same. That's true. So. Damn, that's so sad. Yeah, it really is. Then Bambi is wandering around by himself again because, you know, mating season is over. So he wants to be alone all the time. Yeah. And he talks to some little ducks, which it's really cute because the ducks keep like the mother ducks will every once in a while be like, oh, no danger. And the baby ducks will like hide in the reeds and yeah the mom's like okay come back but there wasn't any actually thing that was happening she's yeah. just kind of like training them mm-hmm. getting them prepared yeah 
but he asks them about it. He asks the ducks and they're like, he says, what happened? I didn't see anything. And the duck goes, well, there was nothing to see. <laughs> and they keep doing that, which I just thought was really cool. Just but, l- leave poor Bambi in the dark all the time. I know. <laughs> but then a fox comes along and kills one of the mother ducks. And then Aww. all the baby ducks are like, have you seen our mom? And I'm like, oh, oh no. Great. <laughs> okay. Bunch of baby ducks. Send them to the moon. <laughs> Maybe they'll be happier there. So then the elder comes and finds Bambi again and is like, come here, I want to show you something. And they find a hare who's been caught in a snare mm. and they free him, Oh, which is really nice. Yeah. But the prince was kind of, I mean, he wanted to help the hare, but he's also like, I just wanted to show you that he can kill even when he's not here. Oh. He's very dangerous and you just have to, you know, be really careful. And if you hear like, that little jingling sound that's, you know, that's a snare, yeah. something yeah caught in his trap. Like, always keep your head on a swivel, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, Bambi's like sad. What about Gobo? He was good to Gobo. The elder stopped where he was. Do you really think he was, Bambi? He asked sadly. This was the first time that the elder had addressed him by his name. I don't know, declared Bambi in anguish. I just don't understand it. The elder replied slowly. If we are to live, we need to learn and to be vigilant. Damn. And then in chapter 22, I'm nearing the end. I know this is getting long. Chapter 22, Bambi gets shot. Oh. <laughs> He's talking to Falline and she's like, hey, I'm all alone all the time now. I'm by myself. And he's like, yeah, me too. And she's like, so why don't we hang out? And he's like, I have to be alone. <laughs> he had wanted to say it in a soothing way, but it sounded hard. He heard it himself. Falline looked at him and quietly asked, do you still love me? Bambi did not hesitate and answered, I don't know. Oh. She went calmly away and left him alone. So then he's just standing there thinking, but he's feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like immediately after he's just like, well, that was sad, but I'm okay. And then so he decides to walk out onto the meadow and then he gets shot. <laughs> well, damn. So he runs into the woods and he's just laying there feeling hurt. But then it says he was seen by Lobsol, but I don't know who that is because they've never talked about him before, but it might be the elder. Oh. He says, get up, Bambi, get up. The elder stood beside him and pushed him gently on his shoulder. But so the elder just tells him, you know, you have to get up and you have to follow me. And I know it hurts, but you have to keep walking. Like, do not stop. Yeah. So he makes him just like walk and walk and walk for a long time and takes him in like a big circle Mm. because he's like, you're bleeding and you're getting blood on the leaves and all the bushes that we pass by. And so they're walking and then they come kind of back around to the path. And he's like, can you smell him? And he's like, yeah, I can smell him and his dog. And the elder's like, good, so we're behind them now. Ah. And so, you know, we'll kind of lead them in a big circle. And also, you're not bleeding anymore, so we can get away from them. Yeah. So they walk off and so he... he taught him how to get away. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really smart. Because, yeah, it's yeah. like, if they get back on that path, it's like, well, did he come back this way? Or did we just... Mess up. Have we just smelled him before, you know? Yeah. So that was really smart. And then he takes him to his like little hiding place that the owl had shown him and is like, come down here. And he like gives him, he's like, eat this. This will make you feel better. And he just shows him, you know, like what to eat. And he's like, okay, you're not bleeding. So you can lay down and yeah, everything's going to be okay. Damn. But he's just like, I know he's just yelling at him. Like, you can't lay down. You can't, you got to keep going. I know. But then so Bambi just kind of hangs out with him for a long time and gets better and everything's fine. But then they just, um, he just lives with the elder for the rest of the book, which is only a couple more chapters. Yeah. Bambi never went back across that gully, never went back to see the others. So it's just him and the elder just wandering around for the rest of the book. 
Huh. Sometimes together, sometimes not. Mostly just Bambi by himself. Yeah. Just being a deer. Yep. He runs into a little squirrel who's like, hey, you're Bambi. And Bambi's like, do I know you? And he's like, well, no, but you knew my grandma. And she lived in that big old oak tree. And she always talked about how great you were. And you are great. Look at you. You're so beautiful. Oh, I know. That's so nice. Yeah. And then he goes back to talk to the elder. Oh, the squirrel says, if I see any of your old friends, I'll tell them you're still alive. They'll all be glad to hear it. Because Bambi has kind of come like this, become like this elder deer where nobody, they're like, yeah. we all thought you were dead. Yeah. He's aloof. Exactly. He's a hoof. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so then the elder tells him, you know, if you want to stay alive, you have to stay alone. You have to become very wise and you have to stay alone. And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, the first time I met you, you were like, can't you just be alone? Yeah. Like, you've been telling me that my whole life. And mm-hmm. maybe, and the elder's like, yep. <laughs> he says, but, but we're always together. Yeah. And the elder says, we soon won't be. Oh. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then... This chapter is chapter 24 is very like I can definitely see it kind of being we talked about like the allegory and like the persecution of Jews in Europe. Yeah, because Bambi and the elder are kind of like his little hiding places, like kind of underground so they can see what's happening, but nobody can see them. Yeah. And they see this fox run up being chased by a dog Mm. and the fox, one of his front legs is broken and his fur is like ripped open and he's bleeding all over the place. And he's running away but he finally like he just sits because he can't go any farther and he turns around and just starts like the dog runs up to him and is just going is saying like here 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 he is i found him you know like calling to the man and the fox just starts yelling at him he's just like leave me alone i beg you and the dog's like no he says just let me go home let me die in peace but the dog just keeps going no 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 and he says we're related we're almost brothers let me go home let me die among my own folk we're almost brothers you and me and the dog just keeps saying no. And then the fox gets really mad. And he's like, aren't you ashamed of yourself, you traitor? Oh, shit. You turncoat, you defector. You're just his henchman. You're miserable. You seek us out where he couldn't find us. You persecute us in places that he can't get to. You turn us in and all of us are your relatives. You turn me in and you and I are nearly brothers. And you just stand there. Are you not ashamed of yourself? And then all the birds are yelling at him from the trees. They're all just like, henchman, traitor, defector. Oh, shit. I know. A cab. Yes. <laughs> but then the dog gets really mad and he's like, what do you guys want? What do you know about it? What are you talking about? All of you belong to him, just like I belong to him. But I love him. I pray to him. I serve him. But you don't know what he's in. You don't know that he's in charge here. You're pitiful. You are. You can't rebel against him. He's the almighty. He's above all of us. Everything you've got comes from him. Everything that grows and lives, it all comes from him. But they're all just like traitor. And they just keep yelling at him until the fox dies. Damn. <sighs> Which is really sad. That's so fucking dark. I know. Oh, the fox doesn't just die. He like lunges at the dog and they like fight Fight. and the dog kills him. But the fox is like, well, I'm not going out without a fight. Yeah, fair. And then so Bambi and the elder are just kind of watching it. And the elder's like, worst of all is that they believe in what the dog just said. They believe it. They live a life full of fear. They hate him and they hate themselves and they kill themselves for his sake. Mm. (gasps) It's rough. But then, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hardly even allegory. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, very obvious. Yeah. yeah. And then we see the last chapter, like Bambi sees Falling from far away and he wants to go talk to her, but he's like, no, I'll just leave her alone. It's not mating season. Yeah. And then he hears a bunch of, he hears a bunch of gunshots mm. and the elder comes to get him and is like, 
I want to show you something. And so they go to where they heard the gunshots and they find a dead man. Oh. Yeah. Because Bambi's like, isn't it dangerous? And the elder's like, kind of, but you need to see it. And so he says, here we are. We are standing right beside him. And where's the danger now? Mm. Do you remember what Gobo said? What the dog said? What everyone believed? Do you remember? You can see him there, Bambi. You can see him lying there like any one of us. Listen to me, Bambi. He is not almighty like they say he is. He is not the source from which everything comes, everything that grows and lives. He is not our superior. He is beside us. He is like us. And he and just like us, he knows fear and need and sorrow. He can be overcome just like us. And now he lies helpless on the ground, just like the rest of us, just as you see him now. And he's like, do you understand? And Bambi's like, I think there's someone else who is above all of us, above us and above him. And the elder's like, yes, hmm. I can go die now. And then he just wanders off. <laughs> Don't come with me anymore, Bambi. My time is up. Now I need to find a place for the end. And he's like, no, 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 no. Just leave me alone. Let me go die by myself. Thank you. Is it suddenly about God now? Yeah, right at the very end. One little sentence where Bambi's like, hmm, there's something above all of us. And he's like, yeah, cool. Okay, gotta go. Bye. But he says, because Bambi goes to say something and the elder says, no, at the time I am now approaching, each of us is alone. Farewell, my son. I have loved you very much. So was it his dad the whole time? Yeah. Aww. I know. And so then he wanders off. And then a little while later, Bambi is going through the forest and he hears some birds talking about him. And they say, do you see him? That's the elder. How long do you think he's going to live? He's outlived all of his family. He's very old. Aww. And then he sees two little baby deer who are wandering around calling for their mother. And he walks up to them and says, can't you be by yourself for a while? <laughs> And they're just like staring at him silently and then he wanders off. But he thinks to himself, I like that lad. Maybe I'll meet him again when he's a bit bigger. And the little lass, she's nice too. That's what Falline looked like when she was a child. He Aww. walked on and disappeared into the woods. So those were the his end. grandchildren or kids? Maybe or his something? kids, yeah. yeah. Hard to tell. The yeah. lifespan of a deer is so short. Short and a mystery to me, but dangerous. I know. Damn. So anyway, the end. And then Walt Disney was like, hell yeah, I'm making yeah. this into a movie. Well, you know, that's his thing. Oh, is everybody sad? Sounds great. Oh, yeah. At the very end, he's talking about the creatures flying around him. And it says, a big cockchafer flew slowly past them. And I was like, oh, oh what? what? <laughs> Excuse me. It's a big bug. Okay. <laughs> Called a cockchafer. Who named that? <laughs> That reminds me of when we were playing Humblewood the other night and I looked up the name of the type of hat that Robin Hood wears and it's a bicocket. A bicocket. <laughs> bicocket. Are you gay? No, I'm just a little bicocket. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. God. That's the story of Bambi. Yeah. And it's very sad. A it lot is of very sad. sad. Happen. And it is very clearly an allegory for how the Jews have been treated mm -hmm. just in the history of the world yeah for sure and i don't know if we said it out loud or if you and i were just talking about it but uh the nazis banned the book and burned it so yeah it's almost impossible to find a first edition copy of the book yes now it's while we were talking about it beforehand but not on air on air how yeah they started burning the books in 36 which this book came out Originally in 1922. Yeah. And then again 
because it, it first was published just as like a serialized form in the newspaper mm-hmm. and then it was put into a book in 1923 and then republished again in 1926 yeah and to think that 15 years later they were like hmm this kind of feels like what we're doing yep nobody should read this <laughs> don't give anyone any ideas yeah just absolutely bananas but you learned some things about yes. the author his name is felix mm-hmm. that's all i learned <laughs> god i was listening so intently my computer locked itself <laughs> yeah he was a dude his name was felix salton um he was jewish born in 1869 wow nice vintage nice <laughs> uh his family moved to vienna when he was really young because it um became safer to live there like jews were given citizenship in vienna so a lot of people moved there yeah and he he started writing books from a young age he published his first collection of short stories in 1900 wow yeah um just a little bit that i read about him it sounds like he was very um promiscuous oh yeah like uh very much wanted to be like a man of society yeah you know like had many affairs as it's worded in the you know early 1900s he had many affairs he published many books he wasn't great with money but you know he did okay he liked to hang out with the the richer side of society um he also really liked to write books about animals which i thought was funny yeah well because didn't you say he himself was a super avid hunter. Yeah. Yeah. So he was very, yeah, he was full of contradictions. He was an ardent hunter who, by his own estimate, shot and killed more than 200 deer. Great. He was also an unlikely figure to write a parable about Jewish persecution, since even after the book burnings, he promoted a policy of appeasement toward Nazi Germany. Ew. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to really fit with the given allegory because gobo would be the representation of appeasement yeah and it didn't work out for him yeah unless he was just so in denial yeah or so clueless that he was like it's a what (laughs) (laughs) no i was just writing about deer in the forest when i'm hanging out in the woods waiting to kill a deer these are the stories i imagine of them having full lives with you know sentient emotion yeah and i just want to kill one right and being scared and the horrible things that happened to them he was also an unlikely figure to write one of the most famous children's stories of the 20th century since he wrote one of its most infamous works of child pornography what the fuck felix sultan and also by some degree walt disney do a little research right my guy so the referenced book of child pornography was written by was written anonymously and published anonymously and now everyone agrees that it was written by felix salton yeah but weren't there like some inklings oh yeah time they're like it's either this guy or this other guy yeah it was originally attributed to felix salton or another guy today critics scholars academics and the austrian government designate salton as the sole author of the pornographic classic weird yes in 2022, a stylometric analysis showed that Felix Salton is the most probable author of the novel. <laughs> no, this is definitely 
definitely you. We've ran it through this AI here. Yeah. It says you wrote it. It was that guy. I don't know what stylometric means, but that sounds cool. So the book is called Josephine Mutzenbacher or The Story of a Viennese Whore as Told by Herself. Oh, okay. So the plot of this book is it's written in first person narrative and it is meant to be like a oh it's kind of someone's diary that somebody left behind someone found it and published it It, that's not what happened but (laughs) structured in the format of a memoir the story is told from the point of view of an accomplished aging 50 year old viennese courtesan who is looking back upon the sexual escapade she enjoyed during her unbridled youth in vienna Contrary to the title, almost the entirety of the book takes place when Josephine is between the ages of 5 and 13 years old. That's gross. The book begins when she is 5 years old and ends when she is 13. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. Yep. That's gross. Yep. Like, it would be cool if it was actually written by a lady and she was just like, here's all the cool sexy things that I did when I was an adult. Yeah. But it's written by a man about about a fake lady. Being, being a child a child and prostitute yeah its content things. is entirely pornographic says wikipedia cool the actual progression of events amounts to little more than a graphic unapologetic description of the reckless sexuality exhibited by the heroine all before reaching her 14th year nice yep cataloging all <laughs> manner of taboo sexual antics from children's sexual play incest and rape to child prostitution group sex sadomasochism lesbianism and fellatio what i don't i don't even know what to say like i don't have and words this makes it even worse josephine appears as the active seducer uh. and sex is usually depicted as an uncomplicated satisfactory experience f- okay a child a literal child felix yeah Anyway, that's who wrote Bambi. <laughs> Hooray! A he, beloved classic. Yeah, and, you know, he kind of just lived, like, a normal life of a guy who writes, you know, books in the early 1900s. Like, he escaped Nazi persecution. Yeah. He kind of existed on the fringes of it and was okay. He had he had kids. He got married. He died, you know, like... Yeah, just a normal guy. Yeah. Wrote some novels. I saw he wrote another book called Perry about a little squirrel, and Bambi shows up in that book. Oh, that's cute. That's really cute. It's like, maybe you should have just stuck to stories about animals, even though they were slightly horrific. At least they weren't pornographic and about children. But no... I mean, it's very telling, though, that he was like, what if I wrote this book but didn't put my name on it? Yeah, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Yup. (sighs) I do think that this is interesting. I kind of mentioned earlier his interest was in writing about animals. Mm -hmm. He wrote The Vagabond, a short story about the adventures of a Dotson. No. He also wrote a story about a sparrow that dies in battle. A fly that hurls itself to death against a window pane. Goodness. He wrote a novel called The Hound of Florence about a young Austrian man destined to spend every other day of his life as the Archduke's dog. Yeah. They made that into the shaggy dog. Yeah. Which is also a Disney film. But in the end, the dog is stabbed to death. Great. While he's trying to protect a courtesan that he loves from assault. Jesus. And again, (laughs) Walt Disney... Hell yeah. Yeah, I love that. This um, guy should probably have seen a therapist. Another book he wrote called 15 Rabbits features, at first, 15 rabbits. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
who debate the nature of God and the reason for their own persecution while their numbers gradually dwindle. Good lord. There's also Rennie the Rescuer. <gasps> R-E-N-N-I, though. Hmm. Rennie I the Rescuer. have no attachment to this name. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Meat Wedge the Rescuer <laughs> about a German shepherd trained as a combat animal, and it features a carrier pigeon traumatized by its wartime service. Good god. And then Bambi. Yeah. I mean, it's just animals being traumatized. Yeah, which would make sense if this man loved animals and considered right. himself like a conservationalist or an environmentalist. But he which was like out there shooting deer. Interesting, because a lot of people will list Bambi as the first environmentalist book. Right. But it's but certainly not from his perspective. No, I think it, at least from what I can tell, it seems more... It seems less like, let's protect how beautiful nature is, and more like, let's... I mean, there it is, but we don't owe it anything. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but... It, let's know, observe just... it, and, but, you know, if you want to fuck it up for fun, whatever. I guess, but, like, <laughs> all of his stories are just like, man, it's hard out there. Yeah. To be a literal, let me just spin this wheel, um... Goose. Let's write about a goose this time. <laughs> Sucks to be a goose. And he's like, let me do it again. Oh, I don't, like none of these animals are having a good time, and they are no. for a little bit, but then something bad happens, or their friend dies, or they mm -hmm. watch a pheasant being torn apart. Yeah. By it, there's like a whole scene I didn't even talk about in Bambi where it's cold, and so nobody has any food, and he's just talking about how like it makes everybody go nuts, kind mm. of. And it's like all these animals that sat around and, and talked to each other and then they just eat each other <laughs> like because they don't have any other food, you know, and they're just like, well, that's just life. You know, that's how it happens. Ugh. Like, um, I think a squirrel gets shot and he's like still dying and the magpies just like land on him and start eating him because they're like, well, we got to eat. Yeah. But it's like, but you were just talking to him, you know, Ugh. and it's just really awful. And then he's like, anyway, <laughs> I've... <laughs> I'm gonna go hunting. Yeah. It does very well, like you said, it feels very much like he's just is jotting down notes while he's in a bluff, you know, like Yeah. He's just in a deer blind, you know, covered in deer piss. Yeah. Making some fake doe calls. Yeah, he's like, I've been up here three hours. I might as well write a little story about how terrible it is to be a deer yeah. that I'm gonna shoot. Why aren't why aren't the deer where I can see them? Let's make up a story <laughs> about how they're smart enough to know not to come near me. Yeah. And yep. they have feelings. Yep. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, the movie's a classic. Sure. I, I like the allegory of it, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It's got a good message, whatever, but that guy is weird. He's weird. I think he needs a little help. Well needed. He's dead. Well, he, yeah, he he been dead. He pretty did. He quite did. Well, <laughs> cool. Yep. That's our 100th episode. <laughs> God, the timing was so bad. Yeah. I wanted to celebrate, have a good time, but it, no. Of course, it had to land in March. We'll so. just cry about it. Here we are. Speaking of, if you want to find us in other places, we're on the internet. You can look for us on Instagram at Replay Ruin Podcast. You can send us an email at Replay Ruin Podcast at gmail.com. You can join us on Patreon. We have bonus episodes. Where we talk about bonus stuff. Yeah. You know? And the month of March is going to be sad. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I just remembered. 
Yeah. I almost just said, go check out our bonus episodes. None of them are sad. But that's not true either. Kidding. Because we hate ourselves. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to be sad because then you get reminded about how not everything is sad. Mm. You can feel happy afterwards. Sure. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. You can check out our other regular episodes. Some of them are sad. Some of them are not. They're pretty helpfully labeled. If it says March Sadness, you know what you're in for. True. On all the platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. Just search for it and see if it's there. It probably is. It probably is. In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.